0: Welcome to Macro Monday on Investec Focus Radio SA, a podcast about what's driving global and local markets. I'm Chris Holdsworth, Chief Investment Strategist at Investec Wealth and Investment. Every Monday morning, I'll update you on key developments from the past week and what you need to know about the week ahead. If you'd prefer to watch a video with the graphs and charts I refer to in the podcast, just go to investec.com forward slash Monday. Good morning. This week we're gonna look at some high frequency economic data across the globe, which will give us a feel for what's happening on the global GDP growth front. We'll have a look at what's happening to US core PCE inflation, which is a series that the Fed focuses on. And finally, we'll look at the marginally improving fiscal position in South Africa. I just want to start off by saying we don't have a slide on developments in the Middle East over the weekend or what it's going to imply for markets or their economy over the next 12 to 18 months. It's simply too soon to say we'll be monitoring very closely and we'll update our analysis where required. Switching to global growth, it continues to be the case that global growth slows. The global PMI, which is a survey conducted amongst companies across the globe, that aggregate it all up, any number above 50 indicates an expansion activity, any number below 50 indicates a contraction. That global PMI number is just a bit above 50, and mildly below where it was before. to suggest that the global economy is still growing, but continues to slow nonetheless. And it's growing by less than it did last month and less than the month before. And the global economy is inching towards a slowdown with recessions in a number of countries. That is our base case. And if anything, uh, developments over the weekend lead us to keep that base case. If you look at individual countries, where PMI data has been above 50, so there's a range of countries where growth has still been positive, those numbers are now lower than they were the month before. So, where there is positive growth, it's slower than it was the month before, and there's a vast number of countries where growth is, at this point, negative based on the PMIs. Europe, the PMI number is well below 50. In the US, it's around 50. In China, it's slightly above 50, but it has been coming in. The net result of this is that the global PMI data suggests that global growth continues to slow. The slowdown is pretty broad-based, and there's little reason for us to shift away from our defensive positioning. Just with regards to earnings, given where the PMI data is at the moment, you could quite reasonably expect earnings to be flat down 10% over the coming 12 months. It's important to note that that is not the consensus forecast. The consensus forecast is that earnings in the U.S. will be up around 10% in the next 12 months. The PMI data suggests that's not the case. And again, it's reason to be cautiously positioned globally. Switching to some good news, core PCE inflation has come down quite materially in the U.S. over the past couple of months. This is the series that the Fed focuses on. Their target is for this series to be at 2%. It's different from headline inflation. It's got a different set of weights, but it has been heading in in the right direction currently at 3.9%. But the news is even better than that. If you look at core PCE inflation over the past six months, it's running at about 2.5% over the past three months it's running at 2%, the Fed's target. So core inflation is unequivocally slowing down, uh, and that would be very pleasing for the Fed. If we assume that month-on-month core inflation is gonna be in line with history over the next little while, what what does that mean? When do we get to headline year-on-year core PC inflation being at 2%? It's around March. So what that tells us is that there's a slowdown underway, the global economy is likely to continue to slow, especially if oil prices remain elevated. And the Fed is going to be unable to help for the next few months at least. But come the beginning of next year, in their view, core PC inflation will likely to be sustainably closer to 2%. And they will no longer be fighting with their hands behind their back. And we could, I think, quite reasonably expect cuts from the Fed from the beginning of next year. That's slightly earlier than the consensus view, and it is earlier than the Fed themselves have been guiding. So this is an important series to track. This should be supportive for markets over the medium term. So our concern with markets really is in the, short, in the short term. We hope you're finding this podcast valuable. If you are, please take a moment to rate Investec Focus Radio SA on your podcast platform. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, please remember to follow us. Switching to Europe. European inflation is a good news story too. European inflation has come down. still well above the central bank target, which is 2%. It's currently at 43 It was slightly below the consensus forecast. The issue in Europe is with elevated inflation comes elevated dispersion of inflation. So you've got a wide range of inflation rates across Europe, but you've only got one interest rate. And as a result of that, we're going to land up with interest rates that are, are too high for a range of countries and too low for another set of countries. That's a difficulty that the ECB faces, but over time, over the next 12 months or so, as inflation comes down, we would expect that dispersion will come down as well. So it really is a short-term issue. Switching to non-farm payrolls, this number came out on Friday. It was a massive beat. The US economy added 336,000 jobs last month, according to non-farm payrolls data, well above the consensus forecast of 170,000 jobs. Now the question is, given that print, do we need to revisit our view of a slowdown in the US economy? And we've been expecting a slowdown in this market for some time. And we don't think we need to revisit that view just yet. If you scratch a little bit in the data, you can see a job openings are still in trend decline. If you look at wage growth for the very low end, it's now well below inflation. As an example, wage growth for restaurant workers in the U.S. is below 3% at this point, all suggesting that the labour market isn't quite as tight as it has been before. If you look at total non-farm payrolls job creation, a post-yield curve inversion, it's currently tracking roughly in line with what we would normally see ahead of a recession. So these numbers have been good, surprisingly good, but we still expect that there is going to be a slowdown in the jobs market in the U.S. over the coming few months. And again, we'll monitor this very closely. Coming to South Africa, we've updated our fiscal models for the South African government. Government revenue in August was up around 8% year-on-year, which is a good number. What that means is financial year-to-date, government revenue is down just 0.7% year-on-year, which is much better than where we were looking at June, where it was down 4% year-on-year. It is still below target. We've updated our model based on our forecast. Government revenue is likely to come in below the February budget forecast by around 65 billion. That's our latest estimate given the data. I do need to point out that the most important month for revenue is December. So it's only once we get that print that we'll be able to firm up our forecast for government revenue. It's going to move around quite a bit until then. In the meantime, our estimate is a miss of about 65 billion. And in the medium-term budget policy statement, we would expect Treasury to update their numbers too, to also suggest that there's going to be a miss of around 60 to 65 billion rand or so. If we scratch a little and look at the numbers, uh, employee tax growth was actually pretty strong, up over 9% year on year in August. If you look at the three-month number, uh, the three-month number is up around 8% or so. And what it tells us is that formal sector income growth in South Africa is still pretty strong, and, and its income growth tax is not the reason why government revenue is down year on year, for the financial year today. That's from corporate income tax. It's due to the miners printing less profits because of low commodity prices, and South Africa not, not being able to get as much out through the ports and the rails as we would have liked. So that's a concern for the fiscal position of the state, but when you look at the financial position of individuals, Income growth in SA has remained remarkably strong. It's better than resident. It's actually strong. It's well above inflation. And that allows some ammunition, some firepower for consumers to spend. And if we look forward over the coming 12 months, we'd expect rate cuts in South Africa, just like we expect in the US. We expect the electricity position is likely to improve as well. So we retained our SA Inc. overweight in the current environment, despite uh, our view that the global economy is likely to slow. And that's where we'll leave it for this week. That's all for this episode. Do tune in next week for more investment insights from me, Chris Holdsworth, and the Investec Wealth and Investment team. If you haven't yet added us to your podcast feed, you can subscribe to Investec Focus Radio SA wherever you listen. And please take a minute to rate our podcast so we can surface this content to the broader investment community. If you want to see the graphs that are referenced in the podcast, you can watch a video version of this recording at investec.com forward slash macro Monday. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of Investec Wealth and Investment International and should not be taken as advice, guidance, or recommendation. Investec Wealth and Investment International, a member of the JSC Equity, Equity derivatives, currency derivatives, bond derivatives, and interest rate derivatives markets. An authorized financial services provider and a registered credit provider.